0: Hey, folks, I am Ryan Goodman, and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Beef Runner podcast. We've got another Over a Beer series episode for you. This is a series of episodes, so if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of the previous ones in this series. Carrie Mess, also known as Dairy Carrie online, if you're not already following her, she and I sit down over a beer or a few and just talk about what's on our mind with a few topics going on today for agriculture and advocacy. We sit in the back room of a Wisconsin bar and just let the conversation go where it wants to go. This week, we're talking about alternative proteins. Yep, you've heard them, you've seen them in the headlines, and you've seen restaurants offering these things on the menu. What's all the fuss about? And what can we do to be more effective to be part of these conversations and let consumers know the information that we want them to hear when it comes to livestock agriculture versus these plant based proteins? Carrie and I share our thoughts on this. We hope that you enjoy this episode and we want to hear your opinion on this. So please reach out to us. We have links in the show notes to our social profiles and you can find us online as Beef Runner and Dairy Carrie. Let us know what you think about this episode on alternative proteins. All right. We are back for another episode of over a beer. Cheers. I'm Ryan Goodman. Carrie Mass. And we are here at Crawfish Junction in the metropolis of Milford, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and uh, enjoying a little body cow libations, not sponsored, but if we were sponsored, that'd be them. Um, so if you've just listened to our recent episodes, we talked a little bit about in the last episode, thank a farmer, A little bit of appreciation where maybe farmers, ranchers are asking for appreciation from consumers. We talked a little bit about how maybe in return we can be stronger in connecting with consumers and helping them to learn a little bit more about us as people.
1: Right. And we decided that we should maybe not
0: tell people that they're supposed to thank us. Right. This episode's topic, alternative proteins.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna talk about it uh, here. We're talking about Impossible Burgers, we're talking about Beyond Burger, we're talking about Oatly, we're talking about Almond Breeze, Soy Milk, all those other options, right? right. To your your traditional whole foods. So when we talk about alternative proteins, insert whatever one of those brands in there you want, um, that's, that's what we mean,
0: right? Right. Um, so this comes anything from your plant-based right. or manufactured um, products that might be in the meat um, counter, the dairy counter, right. um, any of those things. That are Crickets. Those Crickets. Crickets. Somebody just mentioned that, and yes. I was like, yep yep, 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 that's one of those out there. Like,
1: if you didn't know, there's a whole movement about eating bugs as being protein because people seem to think that um, you know you can raise more like grams of protein through bugs than you can you know
0: other i don't know maybe. about you carrie but um i wake up in the morning i get out of bed and i say you know what i want to pulverize some nuts and some oats and some crickets yeah and down it and shake
1: sounds delicious man <laughs> Ugh, not getting Silas to eat that. <laughs> I told him the other night our spaghettis were worms and that was that I thought I was being funny and he didn't eat dinner so um, <laughs> yeah. But I can just think of that like leg kicking even though I know it's dead but the leg
0: like, kicking It takes me leg, back to like Lion King right? Oh yeah. you're
1: right yeah. We're gonna back? eat
0: like the bowl of like worms and caterpillars and yeah. everything Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: no. Nope. 90s uh, kid
1: Not trying to like be like childish or immature but no that that just grosses me out it really does Mm
0: -hmm. yeah now this is not what's in the cartons or on our food shelves when we talk about those alternative foods right but wanted to definitely talk a little bit about this topic because farmers ranchers people in agriculture are highly aware Mm -hmm. and um
1: and highly sensitive
0: highly sensitive to a lot of the marketing that's being done out there right there are other uh, products are being introduced to the marketplace mm-hmm. that um, are getting a lot of attention in mainstream media outlets, right. um, from top to bottom, right. and and a there's a lot, of, a lot of conversation.
1: There's a lot of people talking about. It. We are sitting in an establishment right now that announced a, a month ago or so that they were bringing an alternative protein to the menu. I mean, and we're in the heart of Wisconsin dairy beef, like, yeah, not not a. I was pretty surprised by that. To, to see that announcement. It seems like it's everywhere, from your fast food chains to um, Starbucks to your local...
0: Grocery. shop and grocery, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so, I have a theory.
0: Okay. I'm ready for this.
1: He has not heard this theory, but it's a good one. So, we are all about being extra these days, right? Fair enough. Okay, and when I say being extra, I mean... Extra is wanting more extra guac. Like, I want what's there, but I want more. I want specialness. I want something that's extra to what is standard. Okay. And there's this whole generation of people that are coming that are extra. And I think that's what's driving all of these alternative proteins. It's not that what we have is bad, it's that they want to be extra.
0: Want something new. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, something new is maybe, it, but not necessarily something new, because you can have a totally new, like, burger on the menu, and it's still a burger. They, they want something that sets them apart from everyone else. And I think back to, like, when I was younger, black bean burgers were, like, the thing. And then at one point in time, portobello burgers were the thing. And I love a portobello burger. I really do. Um, I, I like a mushrooms burger. on my burger. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I'll do a portobello sandwich. Sometimes it's just veggies. I, I really like that. It's a flavor I like. But I think it's fad. I think this is just the cycle. We're really freaking out about it. We're drawing all kinds of attention to it. Those of us in agriculture screaming about it. I think it's a fad. I disagree. Yeah.
0: I think that these alternatives are on the market. Mm-hmm. And they will remain on the market.
1: Yeah. Now. I can still go get a black bean burger. Absolutely. But it's not it's shiny new
0: right that's not saying that it's going to be taking over the entire grocery store right right that's not what all people are going to eat right Um, and so that's something that we need to recognize like Mm -hmm. you know what we live in America and these companies are free to introduce a product if they go through the safety standards
1: and And guess what that means
0: people are also free to choose choose
1: right that's allowed
0: so when we get to talking about this, so I hear a lot of farmers and ranchers, a lot of people in agriculture get so angry and so defensive. In, I mean, in all fairness, there are some reasons to get angry about the marketing efforts behind right. these products. Right. That may be misleading or may not accurately represent what happens in the field. Right. But I see a lot of people get angry, but I have to take a step back and I say, hey, you know what? There was a farmer who raised that, the core of that product. Right.
1: I get really annoyed when i see that comparison that's floating around of like dog food and one of the other proteins i'm not even sure which one it is and that you know
0: so there's a couple of the burgers right and so it was it was someone who's very well spoken in the sustainability realm right he said here's the ingredient list for two burgers and dog food pick which one is which right and it got a lot like a lot of cheering rah-rah from the agriculture crowd of like yeah consumers are eating dog food when they're eating yeah. those products
1: and we don't like it when companies use scare tactics, so why are we doing that?
0: Exactly. I right. don't like that. It. very frustrating. I, mean,
1: I will say, I chuckled. When I first saw it, I, I kind of chuckled, and I went, huh, that's interesting. you know. But it, it wasn't the right path to conversation. No. I don't
0: think so. I think it goes back to that we talked a little bit about in the last episode of, you know, what if you're sitting there telling those people are stupid, what incentive are they going to have to... Listen to you or have a conversation with you. Right. If you're telling them that they're eating something that's disgusting and comparing it to dog food.
1: Right. And I, you know, I don't think that it's bad to point out that milk alternatives have so many more ingredients than what real milk has. Like, I don't think it's bad to point out that those other options are highly processed. And if you know processing and, and sticking to whole foods is something that is important to you, that doesn't fit the bill. Because I don't think people necessarily, like, it doesn't always click. Um, I find very few people in my life as an advocate that have ever looked at the ingredient label on a gallon of milk. So um, they kind of tend to think that there's more in there that, that isn't. I see there, there's some validity to pointing out that there's a lot of ingredients and a lot of processing that goes into these protein alternatives. Whether dairy or beef or, or meat um, alternatives, but we don't have to like go to the point of big words scary.
0: Is that something that we have pointed out that isn't a good tactic when Food Babe did it and said chemicals are scary in your food? Right. Because I can't. Because a fourth grader can't pronounce this.
1: Right. Like, some, how know, is that different
0: than some what some people in agriculture are doing today towards alternative proteins? Yeah,
1: it's not at all. It's the exact same.
0: You know, I will say you look at my plate. Most of the time, when I'm cooking at home, mm-hmm. and a lot of times at restaurants, mm-hmm. um, a quarter of my plate is protein,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the three quarters of my plate is, pl- is plants.
1: Right,
0: right. And Not a good day, plants, you eat some carbs. Uh, now and then, some carbs, <laughs> wheat. Right? Carbs. We
1: drink carbs. Yes, we drink okay. our
0: carbs. But like, I eat plant proteins. I love edamame. I love peanut butter. I love right. quinoa. Right. Um, I, I love black beans.
1: I love flavors. And that's everything, right? Like, I'm not going to limit myself to one thing because of a label. Right.
0: And these things, I mean, some some of it that comes along is, well, people are eating plant-based. Yeah. I guess what? Mm. I I eat plant-based too. Right. Before, I know some people are gonna listen to this and be like, all right, Ryan and Carrie, what are you supporting here? No, I'm not supporting the messaging. No. And the marketing that's coming from these companies that accompanies these products. Right.
1: It's um, both something,
0: generally. It is, right? It's misleading, um, inaccurate information. Right.
1: But if we're so wrapped up in fighting that people are even interested in the product then we're taking away from the true issue and that is the marketing and and what is being put out there to put down what we produce
0: right i've heard um several people come up and you know why aren't you doing anything about this why isn't the industry fighting back one the industry's doing tons of things to right to hold these companies accountable right right to accurate information but um, aside from that people are free to choose those products mm-hmm. and something that i i say is we're highly sensitive to every time that i of these products will show up in the news right people see it's in wall street journal new york times any of the ma- you know major media outlets right. and well, i say they
1: have a really great pr companies that made that happen they do but i say right? look at the headlines right
0: The headlines are not about consumers are changing their consumption habits, necessarily. It's about this company introduced this product. Right. Um, This IPO happened for this company. Business articles. Right. Now, are American consumers introducing some of these products into the vets? Yeah. But there was some interesting data that came out that said um, when Burger King introduced a burger Mm -hmm. um, to their menu, it was another option that was on the menu, and they made a big marketing push behind it. Right. Introducing the product, but what resulted is that when they introduce the product, they increase their sales of beef. Right. So I right. say mm-hmm. it's yeah, you've got, got a family of four. That. Right. One family member decides that they don't want to eat beef.
1: Or maybe they can't.
0: Or they can't.
1: Like, have you guys heard of alpha gal? Like, this is a tick-borne disease, and it's like spreading. And once you have this, you can't eat
0: red meat. Red yeah. meat
1: anymore. Which is truly. Awful. Like, awful. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Um, but it's a legit thing. And, yeah. and we have a friend who's a, a cattle rancher in North Dakota, and her son has to really limit the amount of protein he has in his diet because he gets really sick. And so, like, there's a legit reason for
0: options. All right. So, you have a person that couldn't or didn't want to. Eat a beef burger, and right. so what happened? Well, that family of four doesn't go to that burger restaurant because right. that one family member doesn't have an option right. or something to get there. Burger King introduced the option, and they increased their sales of beef because now that family of four went there, the one member had an option, and the other they sold three more burgers.
1: Right, you gotta just. Remember that people are doing what they're doing for their own reasons, not for any other
0: reason. And right. Uh, it might be a little bit different. Um, milk is probably a little bit farther into this introduction of plant uh, so, alternatives.
1: So what's interesting, though, is in, in the dairy industry, we talk about how all these alternatives are stealing milk spot in the fridge.
0: But are they your top competitor?
1: Uh, no, bottled water is at the top competitor to milk. And something like, sorry guys that are listening to this from DMI if I'm getting my numbers wrong, but it's like 96% of all houses still have fluid milk in them and like 97 have dairy of sorts. So still, the prevalence of dairy in our fridges is still incredibly high. But a lot of fridges now have two options. As a mom, I, I can get it like Silas had a milk protein intolerance when he was little. And I had to... Wait,
0: you're a dairy farmer and your kid wasn't drinking dairy?
1: Yeah, for a little while. Thank God he outgrew it. So I had to have alternatives. I have another friend. We we have a friend in Kansas and her son has a, a legit milk allergy. Cannot have any dairy of any type. And so she is buying the very product that she, she thought she never would, but that's what you gotta do when you're a mom. And, and you want those options, because you want your kid to have pizza like everyone else. So you buy the vegan cheese.
0: I think, it, it, again, it goes back to past the headlines. Right. Right, And it's about the whole plate. We're not looking at just, like, there can be more one item on the plate. <laughs>
1: right. And there's a lot of talk about how much meat we eat as a society, and that we need to decrease that
0: some people do need to moderate like their eating habits
1: i i hate to say it but it's not completely wrong sometimes we get a little too far uh on one side or the other and and we need to like really look at what we're doing that's not bad to to think that do i think it's across the board no not at all but there's some legitimacy to
0: the idea what about the response from agriculture the tone of the response to some people so uh, you mentioned that so this local bar introduced the impossible right. burger right. Uh, on their menu, advertised it as that brand of product and okay. introduced the product. I've heard in some other rural states, rural areas where local bar introduced a one of the plant alternative burgers mm-hmm. and the local people that were involved in the ranching got really upset, retaliated right. and put pressure on the restaurant owner until yeah. they removed the product from their menu. Right,
1: which is just- like yeah. not how you win friends and influence people like nobody wants to be forced into that right so before we started recording this we were gonna try to maybe grab one of the chefs here the chef owner here and, and talk to him but um, it's Friday and it's Wisconsin so he's getting ready for fish fry um, he just can't swing up here but he did say you know people were asking about it like we had enough people to ask about it and he also said I'm not gonna eat it but if people are asking about it we're gonna do it like right i haven't asked how sales were or anything but
0: guess what you know in, in the one town that i'm thinking of that i was mentioning is you know i know that it's not just cattle cattle ranchers in that area right. that there are other neighboring farmers right. that raise peas right beans lentils whatever right. that might Palsals. be that end up in that product right
1: right
0: so we have to think about these things when we're responding yeah. now it's definitely think it's fair game to critique the marketing efforts mm-hmm. of some of these companies i've done it on chipotle oh yeah Um, i
1: did it on panera
0: yeah and hold them accountable for accurate information um and i think don't attack
1: the the product itself or the people choosing it it. or the people choosing right for sure
0: so one thing one
1: uh, hold on pause i was gonna say you know what in california a lot of dairy farmers have almond groves there's a, a cross there that is pretty incredible and then to see these two like products like duking it out in you know the rest of the dairy industry is mine, and meanwhile, California is like, ah, uh, what do you want me to do here, guys? We're all growing the crops, <laughs> right. right? You know, there's a farmer behind everyone, yeah. everything we eat.
0: So, so I think it's really interesting, and I'd say so when I'm working with advocates, right? Farmers and ranchers, and we want to address those topics. I take a step back, and I not only mention like, look at that, look at the headline, look beyond the headline, okay. Look at why people are seeking out these alternatives, right? Right. So a lot of that conversation boils down to I want to eat for the planet,
1: right? Sustainability. Just
0: I want to eat for my health, right. right? And I care about animal welfare.
1: Yeah. So let's address those problems, and then they don't have to choose now the alternative we to have feel great, okay about what they eating. Right?
0: We have great stories to tell in those areas.
1: Right. We just haven't. We haven't and that done comes back job. to advocacy. <laughs> so it's basically our fault.
0: You said, I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> I'm saying it. For the record, I didn't say that. <laughs> you but, can, you <laughs> can yell at me. <laughs> you,
0: I mean, then, okay, let's not give attention to our detractors. Mm-hmm. Let's not give more undue awareness to the marketing efforts of these companies. right? Um, you talked to a lot of people so who are like, oh, I didn't even, I thought that, I thought that Whopper was just a different style of Whopper.
1: Right. So we just said, let's not give the marketing policies any more attention. And you and I have both Called out companies, you know what, and, and their marketing. Yes. So if we had time machines, what would we do different?
0: I've learned from my lessons.
1: Yeah, I have too.
0: Right.
1: Would I call out Panera for their that was horrible marketing? Would I would I call them out again? I think maybe, but I would have done it in a very different way. I would have been more prepared. What happened was when I called out their marketing, what it was about um, antibiotic free chicken. And the marketing that went along with it suggested that farmers were lazy who used antibiotics. So my messaging focused on the marketing, but people in general um, who took it and ran with it really focused on antibiotic-free chicken. And so they were attacking the farmers who raise chickens without antibiotics, and it just turned into a whole thing. And If I had a time machine, I'd probably still call Panera out for that, but I would have really stressed That it's not the farmer that we need to be holding their feet to the fire. It's companies who do this kind of thing.
0: And, you know, if I look back at Chipotle when I was calling them out, there were a series of articles. uh, And I even wrote on CNN. Mm -hmm. What I did is I attacked them for their lack of integrity. Right. In their marketing campaign. You know what that did? That isolated me from their passionate fan base. Right people are very passionate about their restaurant. And then I was closing the door for any, any possibility of conversation. I'm just going to
1: note that they were passionate about that restaurant before they got sick. From that
0: restaurant. Yes. So <laughs> in this case, made their own bed yeah, there. they did. They, so, they did. Yeah. But you know, so I think when it comes to these alternative proteins, something that we can do is we can focus on those areas where mm-hmm. these companies are raising concerns and we can do a better job of communicating how you know what? Yeah. We do pay attention to these things, and this is how we are working to ensure that we do care about environment, sustainability, um, care about animal welfare, or our own health.
1: I believe with my whole heart that for the -the run-of-the-mill person that doesn't have, you know, special dietary restriction, religious restriction, or or a specific reason to avoid our natural proteins out there, there's nothing that can truly compete. You're not going to compete with milk on a nutritional basis head-to-head you're not going to compete with beef on um, nutrition head-to-head like we got this let's focus on that instead of getting so off in the weeds all the time yeah,
0: i find it a little ironic i don't know if that's the correct word but like there's a whole food movement we will to be healthy with whole foods but right. then here we are eating we are eating processed foods i'm kind of the opinion you know yeah if you want to eat mm-hmm. black beans go eat black beans right. Right, But I'm not going, I I shouldn't, even in saying that, I shouldn't attack someone who has to do those products. Yeah, we Mm pointed out the irony, but don't attack somebody else for making those decisions. Yeah, right. So I think to close this out, kind of to have a solution, Mm -hmm. that's what I think we could do better at, is not raising the awareness of detractors, of marketing efforts we don't agree on, but focusing more on the positive, even though it may not make for the sexy headline,
1: Play defence, not offense. Right?
0: right. You no, know, play offense, not defense.
1: Yeah, I'm really bad at sports, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we'd be we could be more proactive in addressing some of those things that we know that people that are seeking out these products, why are they doing that? And right. we can address those concerns right. rather than giving and, more attention. And I
1: still think a lot of it is a pad. I really do. So I guess time will tell, right?
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll carry out. I need another beer.
1: As do I. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on our next show. We're going right. to talk about something.
0: Running. Oh, Carrie, you yeah. want to talk about my running and tell me that I'm a little doing a little bit too much. I mean, I think 100 miles is a completely reasonable distance in one day.
1: It is not. <laughs> it is
0: we'll not. see. We'll see. So stay tuned. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode. Let us know what you think about alternative proteins and all the discussion that's going on. You can find us online It's Beef Runner and Dairy Carry. And I hope you'll subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode in our Over a Beer series.